Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Diversity in Fellowship podcast. Today, we are going to tackle um, when is it time to leave a denomination? When is it time for a church to leave a denomination? Or when is it time for an individual to leave a church? Or when is it time for a church to discipline a member regarding issues of diversity in fellowship? Uh, there's been a, a lot of talk amongst pastors um, regarding leaving different denominations, regarding issues of unity and, and diversity. There's been individuals who have been feeling kind of disillusioned and disappointed in their churches for not addressing or, or overly addressing uh, mm. issues of diversity. And so we wanted to to kind to have this discussion about when should we stay and when should we go? So, Brother William, yes, uh, do you have any ideas about when should we stay, when should we go? Well, I think, you know, we 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 want to, I mean, obviously it's a big question, so we'll try to break it up into some, some categories here. So first let's just talk about, like, kind of church categories. Now I like, need you to answer it all right now. <laughs> Thank you. Every last one of them right now. That's good. Uh, So um, I'm just going to keep ignoring you and move move back to my structure here because I got to have some structure, Kenny. (laughs) No. Um, Like I think I think um, I I think if we talk about denomination churches, I mean, really, what we're looking at. I mean, a denomination is simply a partnership, like a church partners with other churches. Yes. And so the question then becomes, when should we break that partnership? Yes. I think there's. I mean. There's a whole lot of kind of we could say, well, you should break partnership over this. You should break, you know, over this, over this, over this. The question, though, that we're asking today is should you break partnerships when and if over diversity issues? Right. And I I think I mean, I think you can say that, yes, there, there, there can come a point where you realize this denomination or this group of churches or even if you wanted to say this other church, you know, uh, if you want to be individualist or, you know, just one local church. Uh, this this church is not welcoming to all races. Yes. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, you know that that would be right if they are kind of openly embrace embracing something like Christian, you know, uh, white Christian nationalism or some kind of craziness like that. Yeah, I think you would have to say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna distance ourselves. Right. Um, but I mean, just to be truthful, now you start talking about, and and there's different ways that that would work um, in different denominations. You you can speak to that. Yes, <laughs> my brother, who has been in several denominations, I've been in several denominations. So you can right? speak to maybe how that would look in other denominations outside of yeah. Southern Baptist Convention, which is what yeah, I, I I've think been what you of. what we have to do when when we're talking about within a denomination is we have to decide like what what are the issues that are most important to us as mm. a church and first and foremost that should be the gospel right that's right the gospel of Jesus Christ but one of the implications of the gospel as we like to talk about is diversity in, in right. fellowship mm-hmm. and so if that is something that is really important to you 
and you don't feel like your denomination is handling that, handling that properly, then you do have to start having that conversation about um, how can I make change within the denomination or mm-hmm. should I just go ahead and, and leave the denomination yeah, because right. there's nothing I can do. it. And in having that conversation, depending on what denomination you are in, it may affect that decision, right? Yeah. So you may be in a, in a uh, denomination that it has a more central control, mm-hmm. right? Meaning that the uh, power rests with the denomination, meaning that if you leave, you may have to give up your building and yeah. assets and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And so you, you may have a denomination who, um, a denomination who, who does hold to, let's say the uh, white Christian nationalism Mm -hmm. and you may be a a church who's about diversity and you may say, we want to leave. Well, you may have to um, end up sacrificing some things for the sake of your stance on diversity. And and I would say that it may be okay for you to do that. If you have taken some steps in order to, to try to address those things within that denomination, I would also say you may have a denomination, uh, which has been my experience in in some cases, to where they would be very inclusive. Uh, I've seen a a lot of mainline denominations have been Mm -hmm. very inclusive to where I would say my my blackness was celebrated. Yeah, right. And I probably had more has some privileges because of my blackness. It's some reparation privileges. Right, right. right. reparation privileges, there right? Go. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, probably getting a whole bunch of reparation chicken, you That's know, right. based a upon whole my blackness. A lot of it. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. but diversity, that, that inclusiveness and that diversity became almost an idol mm. because it became more important than the, the purity of the gospel. Right. Um, where, where we're not going to hold on to the word of God because we're trying to appease everyone Mm -hmm. and everyone doesn't hold to the inerrancy of scripture so we're going to knock that down right i'm going to put that on a tier lower than diversity right and so what you end up seeing is is that um they're not really all that inclusive when it when it comes to traditional christian Mm. beliefs right so if you hold to those beliefs it doesn't matter if you're black brown uh orange Mm. any other color you're not going to be welcome within that denomination so you may have to leave uh in regards to a diversity where diversity has become something that it should not be right in that situation sure so brother we are in the sbc the yes. southern baptist convention yes um what would that look like what great does that look great like great commission baptist right great commission we can baptist. call ourselves that yes we are we are great commission baptist and i think that's a better that. yes. name than gcb baby that's right <laughs> gcb that's us <laughs> right yes we so, are a part of that so in in the convention that we are a part of the denomination that we are a part of how does that look now and how how might that look yeah i mean i think you know, without without talking about this too much, I mean, there there is some. Uh, if you look at the history of the SBC, I mean, there's some ugly, ugly history there. Yeah, that we need to be honest about and just recognize. And 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 the SBC has tried to. I mean, there was a resolution in '95 and other things that have haven't happened. But I mean, you need to recognize that. And um. And and yet, I I mean, I, I think there's some of those other issues that you're talking about as far as being believing in the inerrancy of Scripture, the conservative right. We, we agree on that as a church, as, yeah. as churches. The hard thing, the challenging thing about the SBC is that 
you know, you have the Baptist faith and message, which is kind of our statement of beliefs. Yes. But it's pretty broad. Right. And so a lot of churches can come up under yeah, we that can agree umbrella. With that. And I mean, and so I guess, I guess some of my struggle would be, I mean, you could have a local Southern Baptist church that could maybe lean towards Christian, white Christian nationalism. Yes. I mean, I don't know that they would come out and say, this is where we are or whatever. So that, that could be difficult, you know, and knowing yeah. how to handle that. I, I think, you know, and I, and I think if they're local, you know, you try to go talk with those pastors, you know, you try to figure out what's happening. You can talk with your local uh, director of missions or the guy who's kind of over the, the, the association. Uh, but then you can even, you can also have problems at the, the, the bigger level, you know, the state level. Yes. Uh, where there are churches within the state or there are leaders at the state level who are not, you know, uh, or there's a lack of diversity at the state level, yeah, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the SBC is weird because it doesn't, there's not central power. Yes. There, there's, I mean, I mean, you think about even like the resolutions that are made, like they don't really have any authority over any local church. Right. I mean, you can just straight up ignore them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and so I think, I think that becomes the challenge for us. Now that doesn't mean we're not going to keep our eye to, hey, what's happening with the, right. you know, are, is the SBC leaning? Obviously, if the somehow the convention decided we weren't going to, you know, we weren't going to follow an errancy or we we're going to, I mean, we would, you know, we pull out. I mean, I, you know, and I think that the challenging thing is, is how do you judge the SBC on the issue of diversity? Yeah. Because there are those who are right there. I mean, they're right there with us, right? I mean, yeah. they want to see more of it. There are others who are maybe just suspicious or not sure, and then there are others who <laughs> are uh, we good? Yeah. yeah, I mean they don't we have good the way we they, are. They 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 really don't have any concern at all about yes. churches being diverse, and so, um, so yeah, I think there's you know figuring out how to handle all that, how to how to how to deal with that can be difficult because of um, the nature of our particular denomination. Right. Yes. So as a as somebody who has been just for history's sake, you've been a part of the ECC, uh, or not E free E free ECC. That was another church. EFCA, uh, the E-Free e- e- Church <laughs> yes. of America, and then you are United, United Methodist, Methodist yes. which caused me lots of confusion right. when we first met. Right? Yes, and now you're part of the SBC. I mean, right. would you say that there are strengths and weaknesses because those are very different approaches? Yeah, you know, I would say uh, with with central control, it's I mean, you do have more authority mm. if a church was to go off of the rails. Right. You have authority to to kind of get them back on track or to remove them if mm-hmm. if that became uh, an issue. But you also have a, a problem with central control in that when when the denomination as as a whole go off track. Yeah. And the local church remains faithful. There isn't. You yeah. don't really have any power. Don't have any power point. to kind of steer And you don't even have back. your pro- you don't have your property. I mean, it's no. a, you got to make some serious you sacrifices. Lose, yeah, you got to yeah. sacrifice some things or you got to you're going to have to negotiate some things yeah, whereas yeah. you can just basically ignore it when where there's congregational yeah. local church autonomy as we would say. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's there's some positives and some negatives to both. Yeah. Um but we, you know, thinking of now on the individual yeah, level, shift, shift a shift to the the individual level, like you're you're a member of a local church, you're you're looking at your 
your local church members or, or your leadership in your local church and you see that there's not much diversity, you mm-hmm. see maybe uh, that diversity has become the gospel, like what what are some things mm. that we should think mm. about when it comes to when should an individual think about leaving a local church? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to start with, I mean, we say this all the time, but I think it's important. Yes. I mean, we have to start with by leading with grace. We believe it, man. We believe it, we right? Believe it's it important. Strongly. This is not just something we have on a right. banner we and, live, in our we sanctuary. Live this. Right. <laughs> so, um, yes, we want to lead with grace. I mean, yes. we want to assume the best. You right. Know, we don't want to just want to assume, well, our um, our leaders are racist or our leaders are liberal. You know, right. they've lost the gospel. I mean, we, we want to be careful about... Uh, those types of assumptions, you know, and we, and so I, I think, I think however we approach it, you know, whatever our, you know, uh, I think we, we have to begin by leading with grace. Yes. What would you add to that? I would say what, what in, in leading with grace, um, you want to gather more information. Right. And the way that you gather more information, if you believe that your leadership is one way, is on one extreme or the other, or leans one way or the other, is to go talk to them. No, no, no. You go talk to the deacons. No. Then you go talk to the Sunday school <laughs> leaders. You go talk to everybody but in the church before you go talk yes, to the pastor. That, that's, that's that's what Satan would that's sarcasm. have you do. That right. is sarcasm. <laughs> yes. Don't don't take that. No, path. don't do go that. Straight to the leader. You Just need go to, talk you to him. need to seek an audience with the leadership. If, yeah. if you believe that they are the ones who are um, guiding the church in the way that right. is unhealthy. Um, regarding diversity and fellowship, then you need to go have a conversation with that leadership in order to gather more information. Many times we are making judgments without all the information. That's right. Right. If you actually sit down and talk to the leadership, they can probably explain some things better that was said from Mm -hmm. the pulpit, or they may even give you more information as to, yeah, this is what they hold to. And then it, it makes your decision based upon more facts than than just more feelings right mm, yeah. i feel like they're going one way or the other versus i know because i heard it from his mouth right. that that yeah, yeah. this is what he's doing um and so i mean I, I think it's really important that we don't rush to judgment that we do lead with grace and assume the best but in doing so we we can't just um uh, sweep it under a rug we mm-hmm. actually need to go and yeah, and talk. have those mm-hmm conversations that can be difficult if we're going to be honest right yeah uh what else would you add brother well i think a big one and this i this is important because of my own experience i mean i think you have to be patient yes like like there were times where you know when i was pastoring trinity you know before the merge i mean i i wanted us to be more diverse and i and i was trying to figure out how to get there yeah but if you just looked at us, there wasn't a whole lot happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And I couldn't just go to black individuals in the community and say, you know, I really need you to leave your church and come join my church, you know, so that <laughs> right. we can be diverse. Like that, that was, you can't, you know, that's not. <laughs> yes. Um, and and so, I mean, obviously we could be evangelizing. And there were, there were things that we were trying to do, you right. know, in the community. We were having church in the park. I mean, we were doing, we were doing some of these different things. But I don't know that that was necessarily making us look a whole lot more diverse, right? And so I, I think there needs to be some patience with that, right? Yeah. I mean, we like just because just because the leadership is all one color doesn't mean that they're not trying to work towards something, right? right? Or 
um, even even if you know the membership is all one color, right? They're not. Um, now it's again, it's different if they're saying you know we're one color and we don't care about that and we have no concern over that and it's not even right. Yeah. Then then that's a concern, right? You're not you don't have to be patient with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but if if you go and talk with the leadership and they're like, man, we are we hear your concerns. We man, we're we're with you. We please pray with us, you know, which kind of leads to the last one, which, you know, um, or, or kind of the last thought that I would have is you, instead of, instead of kind of just being overly critical and whatever, I mean, you go and you talk to the leadership, if you hear their heart and they're saying, man, we want to do that. You say, well, how can I help? Yes. What, what can I do to, you know, and it may simply be at that point, you know, we'll just join with us in prayer. We're, right. we're praying about this. You pray about it. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, obviously you can, Share the gospel with people who are different yeah. than you. Get to know them. Build friendships. Build relationships. If you have other, uh, you know, relationships in the community with uh, people who are different from you, then you can invite them to your church. You know, I mean, all those things are ways that you can help actually build diversity. And I think, you know, I mean, I, I want to give the benefit of the doubt and say many pastors would, uh, man, welcome that. I mean, oh, that would be great. Real. You know, like yes, hey, we have to realize but, that in, in many churches there is a single pastor model yep right there's not a, a group of elders a group of people who can help him in a lot of these situations mm. so he may have a strong desire for diversity but he may be overwhelmed with yeah. just the number of tasks that right. he has to perform already he may mm. he may it may be in his prayers every day yeah, <laughs> like, Lord right. send me someone right. yeah um to to make this church more diverse mm. um but you may be the answer to that prayer, right? Yeah, you may be the right. answer to the prayer to to help lead the way in in or help him um, get along. Uh, you know, start some of those processes that he just simply can't yeah. do with every with all of his tasks and that he already has. Yeah, and that was I mean that was true for me, right? I mean we we were here for years. You know, yeah. like it was what year. 14 that mm-hmm. before we merge, you know, right. so it wasn't like I just walked in and said, Hey, I'm just going to make this happen. Yeah. Like it was a long time and, and well, they probably made some mistakes and different things I could have done that was well, sure. Absolutely. Right. You know, but, but we were trying, we were praying, we were looking for things, you know, we were looking for ways and obviously the Lord was working in our lives and in various, various oh, ways. That's but, good. Yeah. You have, there, you have to remember it's the Lord's timing too, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Not that we did just sit back and not do anything, but that, right. It's the Lord, the Lord's timing. Yeah. Like he's in control over when, when some of these things actually take place. Yes. Yeah. So how do we, okay, so that's kind of, if you're an, in, you know, if you're a church member and you're, you know, you're trying to, trying to move that, what do you do with um, a church member who perhaps needs to, is perhaps racist or at least has you know, look, doing some things that appears to be racist and you're, you know, you're the, you're in leadership or maybe it's even just, you know, it's another, a fellow deacon or, or a friend or something like what, what do we do in those situations? Yeah. I, I would say as a, a leader and even to a certain extent as a, a church, a church member, if you see a brother or a sister or you see um, someone in your congregation that is clearly a racist or or clearly um, like making diversity out to be an idol mm. or, or yeah. uh, just racist on the other end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we have to acknowledge that we all have the, the ability yes. to be racist. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, when, when you see that, it's good to follow Matthew 18 just to 
um, have that private one-on-one conversation right. with them and trying to um, show them how what they're saying, what they're doing, uh, what they're posting on social media, which right. is a lot of <laughs> yeah. a lot of the foolishness I mean, going on now. Right. Yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, how those things can be viewed by someone of a different race or how, mm. how, how it may be viewed by you, right? Yeah. And, and so it's, it's good to just have that one-on-one conversation with that person, and hopefully that will be it, like right. what Matthew 18 says. Right. You, you, you go and have that conversation, and if they listen, you've won your brother or your sister over. Mm. Um, if that doesn't work, then you, uh, make that convers- you expand that conversation a bit. Right. You expand it to um, add one or two others along and and go to that brother. And hopefully, you know, after you have that second conversation, I I mean, you need to give it time in between. You know, you don't have these conversations all in one day. That's uh, right. Generally, you have to give give time for the spirit to work sometimes. Yeah. And don't you think I mean, in a lot of a lot of these situations, like the person just can't see it. Yeah. And and, and maybe that's not an excuse like they. Right. It's 2021. Like you should be able to see this, but, but we do have to again. We have to lead with grace in that, yeah. and um, because I, because I let me ask you this: as you know, as a black pastor, you you know, Smith Chapel was a predominantly black church. Did you have to have these types of conversations with? Hey, you can't say that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, that's a racist <laughs> yeah. statement against white brother. Oh, right. Yeah. Like I mean, like as a as a white pastor of a you know predominantly. Like I had to have those conversations sometimes. Yeah, I had to have conversations in regards to like um, you you can't go around saying that all police are right are crooked, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Just because you're in, in saying that you are denying the power of Christ, right? Right? Like Christ can't save them. All of them are crooked, right? Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. you you are slandering your brothers and like some of your brothers and sisters. Wear the wear that uniform, wear that badge. Yeah. So you're now you're you're not only um, denying the power of Christ, but you're slandering your brother and sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so you have to um, have those one-on-one conversations. And and like you said, in many of those cases, they didn't connect right. what they were saying to the gospel. Yeah. They weren't connecting what they were saying to the cross of Jesus Christ or or to you know the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And so they needed help in doing that. I mean, one of the one of the issues that we have is that we have members and we have pastors ourselves who disconnect our <laughs> spiritual lives from our other portions of our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they don't necessarily see how the word of God comes to bear upon mm-hmm. all these different issues. And it's good that we um, start the, the 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 part, you know, start the process of church discipline. Not necessarily so that we can remove people. This, no, sometimes, right. many of times, we're trying to win them back. That's right. To, the hope is repentance, right? right? The, the hope, hope is, is repentance. Yeah, restoration. So always. we're not necessarily trying to just immediately start so we can kick somebody out. We want their eyes to be open so right. that they can see, you know, mm-hmm. how damaging what they're doing can be to the body of Christ, and they and they can repent of that mm. and and be a, a healthy member of that body. Um, so, so you just go through that process of Matthew 18, um, Titus 3.10 is another verse that, right. you know, it talks about actually this person who is creating division, right? Right. And this is what we're talking about, issues of diversity and fellowship, whether, whether they're create, creating division by being uh, blatantly racist or whether they're create, creating division by 
not holding to the word mm. and, they, and they're trying to bring in all sorts of um, heresies and whatnot in order to be more inclusive. Right. But you, you want them once, you want them twice, and, and, and then you, you, you need to get rid of them, right? right. Because th- that person who is constantly creating division, you don't want that, that, as Paul would say, the little bit of yeast to go through the whole batch right. of dough. Yeah. But for the church to start quarreling amongst one another, and then you ha- you end up with a, a split. On, yeah, I yeah. mean, it just becomes something really bad. And so we want to make sure that we're actually doing this process, but we have the right mindset in going into these processes, not to just excommunicate people, but to yeah. actually lead them into repentance. I think the division one, uh, just say a word though on that, that Titus passage, because we were talking about it. Like I, I think there is a sin, you know, church discipline is for really any sin, any unrepentant, any sin that yes. somebody's unwilling to repent of, right? Your hope yes. is you just go to them and say, hey, this is sin. And they're like, oh man, you're right. I repent. And right. That's it. That's, you know, that's the end of it. But, but right. there are, you know, when there are times when they're unwilling to repent and you have to, you know, kind of go down through these steps. But like with a divisive individual, because what's being divided is the body of Christ, right? Yes. The local body. It's, you're still following kind of the church discipline right. model, but it might be a little quicker. It might be a little bit more intentional, you know? Yeah. Because this this sin, I mean, is is maybe more rapidly having an impact on the local church. I mean, Paul's, you know, Paul's in 1 Corinthians 5, he's talking about sin kind of working through the whole, you know, whatever. But man, if you have somebody who's actually going to other brothers and sisters and causing division and being, you know, you have to, right. the process maybe look a little different. Right. Somewhat just simply timing, you know, maybe a little yeah. bit quicker, you know, there because uh, and that may not be the case in every every situation. But I do think there is that Titus three passage is pretty strong. It really is. Yeah. You know, it's you warn a brother once you warn him twice and you have nothing to do with him. Yeah. You know? And so but we should understand, too, that the Matthew 18 is strong as well. Right. Very much I mean, so. You hand him over, you know, right. First Corinthians five, hand him over to Satan. Right? Yes. I mean, it's very strong. And so. Right. Um, good deal. Other other thoughts on kind of. Yeah, kind of going back to the the, the church member going to the leadership, mm-hmm. um, you you may have to do some of that process with with them too. Maybe you go by yourself first, and if they don't see That's it, good. then maybe mm-hmm. I mean don't don't necessarily go through the whole church and and gossip about a right. Uh, well, this is what's going on with the pastor, but there may be a like minded brother and sister who actually right. has maybe a better. Uh, more influence with the pastor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you may be able to take with you to have mm-hmm. those conversations if you if you realize that um, you're not really getting through uh, yeah. to the leadership. That's good. And so you you may have to do that process with um, a pastor in that situation too. And and, and even if a, I mean if a pastor is that detrimental to the church with where they are blatantly racist, um, well you can do this more in a congregational setting. Mm-hmm. Local church autonomy setting than a central, right, yeah, uh, a central denominational setting is that. I mean, you you should consider um, removing that pastor. Yeah, I would say. you have to. Yeah. T- you have to, it's a little bit different at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think yeah. that's good. Mm-hmm. One thing never do to a pastor is come and say, "Well, I've been talking to." A, a <laughs> that bunch, is horrible. I've been talking to a bunch of people, and everybody's saying, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do if that." If you're going to quote anybody, bring them with you. Right. Yes. If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna talk with anybody, either get their permission to use their name, or don't don't bring that up. Right. So, uh, but no, I think you're right. I think there's wisdom in that, you know, finding yeah. and, and again, that's what Jesus is teaching us to do there. Is, right. You know, let's help try to work through those. So, all right. 
the what's the diversity resource for okay, today, brother? So I got the diversity re- resource for today. It's a book called The Transforming Community. Transforming Community. Uh, it's the practice of the gospel in church uh, discipline uh, by Mark Lauterbach. I think I'm saying that nice, uh, right? Uh, Lauterbach. Yes. And uh, this was one of the books that I had received uh, many years ago and kind of read it to try to help me think through church discipline was really, really helpful. He has a specific chapter on kind of dealing with division in the local church, which I think yeah. he doesn't specifically necessarily address you know, diversity, um, but he does like, what do you do with division in the local church? How do you handle that? You know, yeah. so uh, I think it's a super helpful resource. Right. All right, brother. It is time. Uh Oh, right, right, right. Hold on. Hold on. It is time. It takes me way too long to do this. Cue it up. There we go. What that sound means, Kenny? (laughs) (laughs) It is time for the crazy question of the day. All right. What is our crazy question? So we've been talking about whether we leave or whether we stay. Yes. Like even if you leave a church though, you should go to another church. You can't you can't like divorce yourself oh, from church point. in general, yeah, right? But right. um Brother William. Yes. What is a place that you didn't want to leave? Yes. So, I mean, I, there's a whole lot of places I could probably, you know, yes. list pretty mm-hmm. anything that has to do with like an ocean or a beach, right? There we go. But, uh, Encroaching but, on mine. Yes, one of my, one of my, uh, actually, one of my former pastor and I, we we went to, um, we traveled through Europe some together. Yes. When I was in college, right, and spent we spent three weeks just kind of I think it was three two I can't remember, um, but we went to a place called Gwinderwald, Switzerland. Oh. In the middle of the Swiss Alps, mm. right, and there was this. This was way before, um, you know, like you rent renting out your home. What's that called when you rent out your Airbnb? Home? Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. Yes, this is way before Airbnb. But there were people in the town who yeah. re- like rented out their basements, and so there was, you know, this this uh, lady was renting out her basement, you know, right. And so she rented it out to us, and Kenny, literally, we opened the back door to the Swiss. I mean, to the Swiss Alps. Wow, it was incredible. Nice. And I mean, just walking down the road. I mean, the the mountains are all around you. Oh. They were doing like a. They were having a contest when we were there. there an ice sculpting contest. Wow. It was like world competition. Man. Some <laughs> craziness, you know. So that was one of those places that I was like, yeah, I could nice. just I could just stay here and never leave and just hang out. I, nice. I really like going to the mountains. We we didn't ski or do anything like that cuz I probably would have broken something. Uh-huh. But uh but just being there and being around the I really I really like uh the mountains. I got Man, to go it's great. Yeah. So when we went to uh, Canada a few uh years ago on the yeah. mission trip, we got to go see see the um Canadian Rockies. Again, just I it's just beautiful, man. Just love it. It's overwhelming. Right. So, what about you? What would be a place you wouldn't want to leave? So, a few years ago, we went down to Savannah, oh, uh, Georgia. Yeah. And you're uh, talking just my for, language there. Just for yeah. vacation. And man, I was I I mean, we were down there and I was like trying to find excuses for God calling me to Savannah. <laughs> you're like, like looking for churches. You know, you know right? how you look at like I have you're so done that. Yes. People right. try to take signs that they see and be like, God is speaking to That's me. Right, definitely not him speaking to you at all no so i was like hey I, I see a church yes and i see a plant 
Mm. That means God wants me to plant a church right here, here in Savannah. That's it. Right? That's it. Church plant. Yeah. Well, <laughs> church I mean, plant. So I mean, right. So you see a obvious. church, you see a plant, and just connect the two. Yes. And so I didn't. Want, I did not want to leave Savannah. It was just a, mm. such a beautiful city, such a rich history. Uh, like you say, you got the ocean, got the well, yeah, the beach, great. you got the Tybee Island, right? Is Tybee incredible. Island, all that stuff. So man, it was it was great. That's a good place. Right. That's a good place. Quickly, you got any places you don't didn't. Man, there was so many, and there's been so many hotels that I made reservations at that they had misleading pictures, and you go in and there's time to leave, like like, filthy and mosquitoes all over the place, and (laughs) (laughs) I went into one. It was so many mosquitoes. Ugh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, what about you? Well, uh, the one that that I would mention, I mean, there's, I'm with you. I've been in some hotel rooms that were terrible, but we went, we went one time to stay in Gatlinburg. Oh man, <laughs> the place where we were staying was literally on top of a mountain. Oh man, and I was way, it was way yeah. too. Like, I want to be like down in the valley <laughs> right. so I can see. I don't want to have to drive my car up the side I think of the I mountain ruined a van to get into. Doing that. I mean, like I, I literally almost had a panic attack sleeping. Yes, because I was thinking about the rest of the week. I'm gonna have to drive up this mountain, and yes, one of the times we were driving up, it was raining, and so we're like sliding. I was like, we might no, actually stay in the same cabin no, in Gatlinburg. I, I was done. We had to. <laughs> We had to do something different. <laughs> we had to change that whole deal, which we did. We like we were like right. called the company. and We're like, you got any that are like in the valley or down real, lower? Man. And so that's you know, horrible. That's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully this is uh, hopefully this has been helpful to you guys this week. And uh, always, as always, if you ever have questions or if we can help you, you can uh, uh, shoot us an email. We'd love to try to help out. And I uh, hope you guys have a great great week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.